Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast, The Psychology of Politics. That's my topic. You know, we're living in a very heated moment in the world today. Of It's not only our, in our own country, but it's across the world, global. There are political unrest throughout the world like we've never seen before. One wonders what this will eventually result into as, as we look into the future of our country. But with the activity going on today in Washington regarding the possible impeachment of President Trump, brings me to the general question of the psychology of politics. How does a psychologist view some of the activity that's going on politically today? How does a psychologist interpret? How does a psychologist understand the motivations of people? And how does a psychologist motivate and encourage and give leadership to people at this time of great political unrest and uncertainty and unsureness of the future? Well, it is a domain of psychology. It's an area of what we call social psychology. And uh, psychologists have generally been uh, educated and trained and been encouraged uh, to look at the political behavior of people and what brings them to do what they do, to behave as they behave, and to predict what people will do under certain political situations. That's what the psychology of politics is all about. So what I'm going to do is maybe do a 10, 5 or 10 uh, section piece on the psychology of politics over the next couple of months. I won't do it every time, but just over the next couple of months, I'll come back to this topic of the psychology of politics and pick a little issue and then discuss it with you and encourage you to discuss it with others and to think about it in your own political understanding and uh, as you prepare yourself for your own political activity, such as voting and encouraging political leaders by letter writing and uh, telephone calls. And um, there's opportunity there for all of us to play a role in influencing what takes place in the world of politics. We're all influenced by it. It's one of the great areas of influence in 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 our world today. And unfortunately, we don't have many young people who are really training themselves for the world of politics, to develop the leadership skills, to enter into the world politics. So it's an area that's needed, and it's an area that, as a young person, you may want to consider. Or as a parent, if you have a young person, you may want to encourage them to think about entering the world of politics and government and being able to lead states and cities and our country. And um, we'll take a look at some of the issues. Now, because of the activity that's going on now in the area of the uh, vote today, actually, removal of uh, President Trump uh, from office, Whatever they want to call it, it's a, an attempt to remove him from office. Yeah, Johnny falls under the area of impeachment, obviously, but this may not even be an issue of impeachment. This may just be an issue of how do you get somebody out of office that's in office. Now, let's take a look at this historically just for a few minutes, okay? First, in the early centuries, first century, the second century, the Christian population was murdered, was martyred, was thrown into the lion's den and into the Colosseums where the lions would eat the Christians as their way of martyrdom, or they were burned at the stake as their way of martyrdom, or they were stabbed to death as their way of their martyrdom. The Christian population, particularly those that took leadership in the church, were martyred severely. All the disciples or the apostles were murdered, were martyred, by the, and that's how they all ended their life. Somewhere between year 30 in our history after the birth of Christ, and up to about the year 110. That's what took place. Then there's this second century group of martyrs. These were also the Christian people. 
Polycarp would be one example of that. St. Ignatius would be another example of that. Clement would be another example of that. There are many, many of these men that were martyred. Now, why? That's the question. Why would they want them to be murdered, to be martyred? Why? Well, here's the, here's the real reason. It was not because they had a Christian faith. That was not the reason they were martyred. The real reason that they were martyred is because they would not renounce their faith and claim allegiance to Caesar. That was the issue. They could have their Christian faith. They could maintain that. But they would not submit to the powers and the authority of Caesar, Governor Caesar at the time. And that's why they were martyred. Not because they had faith, but because they would not renounce their faith. Now, if we take that idea and apply it today, now maybe it's not 100% accurate in terms of the analogy, but it's got some sense of possibility. Why do they want Trump out of office? Why do they want to remove him from office? Well, not because he's president. That's not the reason they want him out of office. The reason they want him out of office is that he will not submit to the powers of the established government in Washington. We, now that's been referred to as the deep state. These are career politicians that have run the government, that have influenced the presidents, that have served our country, but they have influenced these presidents and have been the leader, have been the voice for the presidents as to how to run their office. And this deep state has had an enormous amount of power and authority over the years. Career politicians, if you will. And because Trump will not submit to that group, and in fact he's trying to remove that group from office and from their employment, that is why they want him removed as president of the United States of America. You see, he will not submit to the powers that be, to the powers of authority that are well established within Washington. And because he won't do that, then they need him to be removed from office. Now, today we don't martyr people. Today we don't murder people. We exclude them in a variety of ways so that they will be removed from office, but in a gentle way as compared to what it was back in the first and century, second centuries. So if you look at it from the politics of the day, Trump is facing a difficult day because he will not submit to the authority and to the powers of government, of the government of the establishment known as the deep state. And if he would just submit to them and work with them, interact with them and conjole them and massage them a little bit and give them what they want, let them remain in power, he'd be okay. He'd be left in office. But because he's going to challenge them, he is himself going to be challenged. And that's what this is all about when we talk about the accession, uh, the um, removal of him from office at this point. So there you are. That's the psychology of politics for today. And uh, thanks for joining me. Go to the website, www.booksbyhedberg.com, and um, look for a book there that might be of good benefit for you. You have a great book there in the area of achieving and living a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress. And that's what we are facing, a world of stress today, politically speaking. So there are some hints there on how to live in a world of stress and live effectively. Okay, bye for now.